You are listening to the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast at hppodcraft.com. Today we cover the last part of the live show in Leeds. This is the question and answer portion of the show. So uh, with that, I mean, do we, would we want to offer questions? Do we want to do? Uh, certainly, we can do that. Before we, we do get into that, we can maybe if there's anything you guys want to ask us about, we'll see how that goes. But I did want to mention that we have some merchandise in the back. Oh, right, absolutely. absolutely. I totally yeah. want to forget. Uh, Graham, this wonderful uh, artist, he has done these these limited prints of a poster of this show. And it's only available here. We're not gonna. You can't buy it any other time. It's for this show tonight. If you look back there, he's holding one up right now. Yeah, they're they're really printed, uh, hand numbered. Yeah. Uh, you can check out his website at armyofcats.com, and he's done lots of great local show posters and that kind of thing. And he did one for us, and it's just so cool. I can't wait to take it home and get it up on the wall. Yeah. So if you want to pick up one of those, please do. And there's also various, which I'm sure some of you checked out, various role playing game things. Yes. And and Mr. Comic shirts and Arctic Expedition. Things as right. well. If any, if anyone in the room is an actual card-carrying member of the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society, please uh, see me after the show because I brought these stamps that I'm trying desperately to give away to actual members of the society. So see me if you have your card. <laughs> Finally, get somebody stamped. <laughs> okay, so we said merchandise. We said the merchandise. Is said thanks. We said thanks. Uh, I think. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. So. Uh, We'll, we'll see if anybody wants to talk to us. Anybody yeah. in the audience have any specific thoughts, questions, anything about the story that we missed that you maybe thought we should mention? Uh, raise a hand and, and then we'll call on you. Is that how this works? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it works. People seem to be a little shy. That's yeah. Right. Oh, hello. Down here. Here. Just a thought that occurs to me. Um, you know how you said Swartz was involved in Batman? Yes. Do you think yes. that might have been where Arkham Asylum came from in Batman? Or have I got that completely wrong? I'm going to, I'm going to repeat that just yeah. because I don't think people at home could hear the question being asked. Uh, the audience member has asked, do you think that Schwartz uh, taking over DC and becoming the editor had anything to do with Arkham Asylum being the place where the criminals were kept in Batman? And I I think, yeah. I'm going to say yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that is a direct threat to you know Lovecraft yeah. to, to DC Comics. So yeah. yeah, that probably is exactly where it came from. Good job. <laughs> Spontaneous scholarship right here. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Uh, anybody else? Anybody else? <laughs> oh, hello. There's some back there. Hi, yeah. I'm just, it wasn't necessarily about the story. I'm just wondering, when you guys exhaust all the Lovecraft stories, are you thinking of carrying on with anything else? I mean, working on Emma James or well, there is an MR James podcast, actually. It's in somewhat the same format as ours, which I would recommend. Um, I can't think of a website off the top of my head. But this, a couple of English guys, and they're very funny. The, the, uh, um, we're not exactly sure what we're going to do yet. Likely it'll be a lot of different type of things, yes. uh, type of stories. But uh, as we wrap up these, we're going to do a couple of episodes, just what have we learned from doing this for, yeah. since 2009. Um, I don't know if it's that much, so I don't know how long that'll uh, take. Exactly. Episodes. But uh, when we do that, we'll make an announcement about what we're going to do going forward. But we'll continue to podcast in some way, shape, or form. Yes. It's, we're it's really fun to do, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's one of the few things that have going on in my life. So I that maybe I'm too honest. Uh, but, but no, we, we do enjoy it, and, and we want to keep doing it. And uh, likely it'll involve lots of different weird fiction authors. Yes. But thank you for being interested. Yeah, I, I think what we're leaning towards is probably doing things, covering stories that inspired Lovecraft. Yeah. So uh, some Algernon Blackwood, some Arthur Mackin, yeah. Chambers, and we'll just kind of 
whatever strikes our fancy kind of yeah, rhyme and reason. Do the letters. Oh, and we'll probably go back and do some of the letters and poetry and that kind of thing. But it's been important uh, to us to, um, we, we had that sort of list of stories from hplovecraft.com that yeah. we listed chronologically, and that's what we've been going off of. So we're going to conclude that, and that's sort of the end of the stunt that we've been pulling, and then, uh, and and then, then we'll move on to the We'll evolve things. into something else, yeah. but we'll still... It's important to me that, that the material that we talk about is free and, and you don't have to go out and have to buy a bunch of books or search around shops or that sort of thing. So likely we'll look at things that are in the public domain or that you can get for free on the Kindle or something like that so that everything's accessible. Yeah. And that's as much as we know about it right now because yes. we have this Because honestly we would still have to figure it out. Any other questions about anything? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, what are your favorite Lovecraft stories and which is your least favorite for you? Uh, uh, well, I can say the Shadow of Smith is my favorite Lovecraft mm, yeah. story. It was before we started the show and then I, I replaced it with a lot of others along the way, but at the end of the day I think that's still the one I like the most, or at least it's like the one I like to share with other people the most. There's been so many bad ones that I don't know if I can tell you which one of those you know bugged me the most. But it might have been that one where he was with the cosplay. You know, it was the one that he where he oh he, yeah the guy walks him through New York and then he winds up taking off his outfit and he's dressed in 17th yeah. century gear and then some some Native Americans show up and they're ghosts yeah. and they yeah, that was just, oh boy that was a tough one. So that's that's for me. I, I for me I'm still. I, it changes on a daily basis, but I keep going back to the Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. I just, it feels like it's got all of the great elements. It's got cults, it's got insanity, it's got, it's got giant monster, yeah. you know, it's, and it, it really has that horrific um, ending to it. And just some of the best, most memorable lines of Lovecraft's uh, works. Well, the most memorable lines. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that would say that's my favorite and least I tried to write. There's a lot of terrible ones, but I gotta say the street is yeah, that sucks. sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. yeah, ghost houses. <laughs> uh, I would have said a long time ago. I would have said Colorado Space. I think it's the creepiest one of all the ones I read back when I started reading Lovecraft a long, long time ago. That was the one that I found just the scariest and weirdest and creepiest. Over the many years since then, though, I I think like like uh, Chris, I'm I'm settling in on the Call of Cthulhu just because. Of all of his stories, it's the one that has been the biggest springboard into lots of other fun stuff that I really enjoy. So, you know, I would say Colorado Space is, is his best one, but the one I actually like the best is Call of Cthulhu because it inspired so many other fun things and so much, so adventurous and, yeah. uh, you know, the gaming and the movies and all the other stuff that we've done in the meantime. Uh, I, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about the worst ones, but the street is definitely in Canada. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. The White Ship, too. The White Ship? The White Ship. Yeah, I like that one now. I came around on that one. What? I, yeah. I really want to like the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath, but it is so hard to get through. I love that. I gotta love it, too. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I want to love it very much. But Man, it's, it's the hard. craziest. I, you know, the story itself is really awful. It's hard to be hard on it because, again, it wasn't yeah. published and, and he didn't rewrite it and it was just no, sort of yeah. in a drawer. But the idea is, I mean, the cat's flying into the moon. Yeah, no, it's got a lot of great stuff, you know? And there's, it's just insane. They, yeah, they, oh God, it's the best. They, they crowd around him yeah. and jump off the moon. It's a cat rocket. It, it's a cat rocket. <laughs> I never, Who else? Yeah, I, mean, I never in a million years would have came up with a cat rocket. Amazing. And the 
moon beasts and the, and yeah. the war with the ghouls. And there's that stuff. the image of the ship flying over the edge of the waterfall out of mm -hmm. space. Yeah. All that stuff. It's, yeah. just, it's pretty crazy. But what uh, are you coming around? Yeah. I like I said, I want to love it. Um, I just sometimes don't. Give yourself permission. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, love I, I love it. <laughs> Changing lives. Yeah. Anything else from the audience? Anything else anybody wants to ask? Yeah, way in the back. Oh boy! Oh wow! Favorite creepy moment? Is that, is that yeah? Favorite, favorite summary creepy moment? moment favorite creepy moment in all of Lovecraft? Yeah. The things. My gosh! Boy, that's hard picking up just one. Really, I I have to say, I'm Shadow Brinsman. The part where he is in, uh, he's in the room and the, they're trying the door. Mm -hmm. You know that whole. Yeah, yeah. The deep ones are outside and they're trying to, and he's running through, trying to get through. Yeah, that that's really intense. Maybe uh. uh the thing on the doorstep, you know, the end of that story, when you begin to realize what the thing on the doorstep is, and and yeah, what it took to get the thing to the doorstep, that's pretty cool. Oh, right. But also, there's everything that happens to the poor Gardner family in the Colorado space is pretty. It's pretty terrible. Pretty horrifying. And the the, the stuff in Kerwin's pits in uh, oh yeah, uh, the case of Charles Dexter Ward, that stuff is pretty pretty horrendous and creepy and. Yeah, I, I, the the thing that really and and you know we say creepy it's almost an intellectual creepiness you, you think about it and you go ah oh, wow that's really bad like color out of space yeah. it just disturbs me what happened to those poor people but actually that kind of scared me is that fragment the thing in the moonlight uh, oh yeah, yeah. Where it, and it's just a little uh, retelling of one of Lovecraft's dreams where he went to sleep and he finds himself in this weird rail yard and then off in the distance the engineer for the train is coming. And as he approaches, he suddenly drops to all fours. And I remember one night when I, when I was in college a long, long time ago, I was walking home. It was late one night. I had been at the library studying or whatever, and I was headed home. And uh, my residence hall was on the other side of a big soccer field. And it was, this was 1 o'clock in the morning or something. I was all by myself walking home, and someone was standing out in the middle of the soccer field, just standing there. And it was like, why... You know, I noticed them, and they were, I couldn't see the face, they had like a hoodie on or whatever, but there, standing. there was some, some creepy person just standing, and I like stopped in my tracks, and they started coming toward me, and it was, it was like, no. yeah, it was like totally freaky. Whatever's going on right here right now is wrong. Did you run? All of the, you know, hackles rose, it was like, did you run? Uh, you know, he like staggered towards me for a little ways, and then staggered? Staggered. <laughs> and then turned around and left, and it was, it was terrifying. It was wow. a very... Whoa, wait, yeah, hold on. Was, so he, he shambled in a way? <laughs> he, By the way, he, he, he loped so awkwardly. <laughs> it was it was very unnerving. Uh, it sounds like... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It could have just been a drunk guy. It was a yeah, I'm, so, you know, in retrospect, of course, it was just yeah. some drunk guy. No, but, but at that moment... But at the yeah. time, it was very creepy. Yeah, certainly. And then I think in the thing in the doorstep, he puts us head up to the moon and howls in his face is just this long, long tentacle. tentacle which yeah. It's really disturbing. Thing in the moonlight. Thing in the moonlight. Thing in the moonlight, yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Let's, I'm going to check to see if, if internet has any questions for us. Paul? A question from Andrew and HPLHS, actually. Do you know what your next movie adaptation <laughs> uh, is? <laughs> I've heard people ask you oh, that. Just in the, yeah. Uh, we are considering several possibilities, but we have not yet decided on one. We are still uh, technically working on Whisper in Darkness, trying to get it out there into the world. Um, 
We also have a few more episodes of Dark Adventure Radio Theater that we have in the works and we want to get those done next. So uh, although we are talking about what the next movie might be, it, it's not something that we're going to start shooting next month or no. even any time particularly soon. So we still have some time to think about that. But we've talked about um, we've talked about Shadow Out of Time. We've challenge talked about, from beyond. We've talked about the challenge from beyond. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about what I would like to do now that it seems that uh, Del Toro's version of At the Mountains of Madness is on the back burner again. I would like us to grab that property okay. and run with it. We'll see what happens. Oh, please do. I would love to it's see It's public that. domain. Now, for those of you that don't know, Andrew uh, directed the Call of Cthulhu silent film. Yeah. yeah. was the uh, producer and co writer, co-writer? Co-writer, yeah. Producer co-writer of the Whisper in Darkness film that came out just last summer. Just last, well, well technically last, this, about a year ago, like February, it hit the festival circuit. It's been available on DVD. It's been available on DVD since Christmas, just before since Christmas. Christmas. Oh, okay, so not even, not even a year. Yeah. Months. Yeah. So that is also out there, and I uh, recommend it. Uh, Chris had something to do with both those films as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll uh, that's it? Okay, is there anything else from anybody out in the, uh, oh yes? I was just wondering, um, what would be, you know, your, your top mythos stories, you know, things that, you know, not by... Outside them, of Lovecraft? Yeah, things that were inspired by them, you know, which would be your, you Question is, what, what would be our top mythos stories related to Lovecraft and not written by Lovecraft? Yeah. Hmm. That's a tough the games, one. I can answer that one right off the top of my head. It is uh, The Fungi from Yemek, which is a game by Keith Herber. The first Call of Cthulhu game I ever played, funnest game I ever played, totally hooked me, and I think almost all the games that Keith wrote were fantastically good. Chad? I honestly, I, I mean, I, I, I would hate to say a favorite because I have, there's so few that I've read. I've got Ramsey Campbell on my Kindle for the plane ride home. Uh, I'm going to start dipping into that, and, and I know he's quite good. Yeah. I, I liked the Stephen King, you know, Jerusalem's Lot I read when I was in Jerusalem, and that was, that was quite I good. I read some of Clyde Barker stuff that was mm -hmm. directly, but, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't read any Pugmire. No. I haven't read any uh, uh, Ramsey Campbell. Mm -hmm. I'm really ignorant when it comes to the, to the other mythos. Rhymers. But I do do really enjoy the uh, the King and Yellow collection oh, by Robert Chambers. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes, I mean it's, it predates Lovecraft, yeah. but he yeah. used a lot of his things. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. yeah. read The Repair right. of Reputations is one story, and there's another one called The Yellow Sign. And both of those are really excellent. They're the public domain if you if you haven't yeah. read them, you want to look them. And if you, I really like uh, The Great God Pan and The White People, also by Arthur Mackin. So those are really Novel of the Black Seal too, which yeah. was very influential yeah. on Whisper of Darkness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's so, okay. We do know a few. Of them. But that's but that's not that's I mean, because those are pre mythos. Yeah, sure. No, but they're in the. Yeah. You know. But those are the things that I I've really dug, and I I'm, I'm always dubious. I mean, I've read some derelict, and I think we've made our feelings on that clear on the show. Uh, that it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And so I've kind of been hesitant to read people's. Uh, Lovecraftian stuff. That may be why, actually, because I, I don't know if they still do it, but they used to publish their last stories under the name H.P. Lovecraft. Right. So I get them sometimes from people as gifts, and I'd open it up, this is terrible, what's going on? You know, and then I realized that they were just ideas suggested by Lovecraft, and he'd, he'd take them in his own direction, and they weren't, yeah. they weren't that good. But, look, he did a lot of good in things. Opinion. And your opinion, too. Uh, <laughs> but Derleth started Arkham House, right? He did, yeah, I don't know. He's a, 
for what if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be having this podcast right hey, now. Hey, and Arkham House is the first people to publish uh, Ray Bradbury, and, and he's probably my favorite author. So I'm very happy about that. Wow, yeah, I didn't know that. I guess that undercuts us doing this podcast. I probably shouldn't have said that again. <laughs> Something I would have cut. Um, <laughs> at least I haven't cursed yet, so that's good. Uh, is there anything else anybody wants to know? Oh, I guess. Okay. Actually, building on this gentleman's question, I was wondering whether any of you have read the courtyard of the Neonomicon to Alan I have. I have read that. Uh, I talked a little bit about it on. Uh, Paul's show that we do, uh, News from Nakotis, which is kind of just a general Lovecraftian news uh, podcast. It's, it's pretty good. You should check it out. And I talked about it a little bit. Chad, you haven't read it yet? I read The Courtyard, but I, I yeah. Neonomicon, they're back there. Yeah, there's, there's, there's back there. copies of them sitting on the table. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't read Neonomicon. Man. But it I, seems like it's pretty dirty. It's, <laughs> it's dirty understanding it. It's, it's very deprived. Uh, deprived? Depraved? Depraved. 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 Again, <laughs> and I would have edited that out. Depraved. It's very, it's very depraved. <clears throat> there is, but it, there's some really cool ideas. If you like Alan Moore, there, he, he really kind of takes Lovecraft stuff and adds a new dimension to it, which I, I really appreciate. However, there's this, I don't want to spoil anything for people to read, but there's a very graphic, violent scene in there that lasts far too long. And I don't quite understand what the point of being is focused on this. That's Alan Moore that asked the question. But oh, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. Yeah, but, but let me ask, did you, have you read it? Did you like it? Uh, I'm most of the way through the Neonomicon, and I've just hit the bit that I do go. Yes. It made me go as well. Yeah, okay. yeah I don't, it's, it's one of those where it's horrific, and, and I've heard Alan Moore in an interview talk about, he said it was, it's the most horrific thing that he's ever written, and because part of me thinks that maybe it was some weird fantasy, like it felt like it was just lingered on too long, but when he talks about it, he says that it is, it is the most horrific thing he's ever written, and it still disturbs him, and I can see that being very, I agree with him, it's really disturbing. <laughs> And it's definitely not something you want to show anybody that is even remotely squeamish. I would never give it to a teenager or anything like that. Because lying around on the coffee table. No, yeah. no, it is. It's very graphic and uh, and it, really violent in a, in a sexual kind of fashion. So I'll be picking up a copies. <laughs> but if you're not squeamish, I say it's it's really cool and there's a lot you can get out of it. But if you're even kind of squeamish, you might want to steer clear of it. So that's my feelings on it, but these guys haven't checked it out. No, no, no. Anything else? Whoa. Oh, wow. All right, good action. Well, uh, front here. Yeah. What do you guys like to do when you're not podcasting? All right. What do we like to do when we're not podcasting? Uh, Chad? Well, I have a job, you know, that takes up a lot of my time. Um, mm -hmm. And then Heather and I do uh, a lot of theater around Los Angeles, so I spend time doing that. We met at the Second City Theater, so we do comedy and that kind of thing. But I'm going to spend time doing that. Right. Uh, All right. Uh, you write a little, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, we're Chad and I just have uh, stories in the Lovecraft Anthology Volume Two, which is out now. Uh, you can get it in the back. It's also in the back, and uh, we're going to be doing a signing uh, here or there at the Traveling Man on Saturday, and then we're going to be giving yet another talk here. Uh, so if you're in town, you want to check that out. We're going to talk about different things than we're talking about. Uh, right, we'll be talking about adapting Lovecraft. Adapting Lovecraft stories. Uh, but what I also like to do for fun, I'm 
really into tabletop role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragons, Call of Cthulhu. Um, I play lots of different ones, and I, I just did it since I was a kid, and I've got a group here in Leeds, and it's super fun. Uh, I'm working on a graphic novel that I'm writing and drawing, which is a sci-fi kind of thing. Uh, hopefully that I'll get done with that this summer. Mm. Um, and we've got a graphic novel coming out later yeah, this yes, year, Dead Beats, which we were heavily advertising yes. for a while. And which, that, that is our by Ian Colbard. Oh yeah, Ian Colbard, who's that? Uh, Ian? No. <laughs> he was going to show up, but uh, the weather what? scared him, yeah. No, Ian. He didn't come? No, no, Chad, he didn't come. <laughs> pull, it, pull, it, pull it together, dude. Pull it together. But Andrew, what do you like to do for fun? Oh, uh, well, uh, I, I design fonts. I spend a lot of my time designing fonts. Which we saw at one of your fonts today. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. I saw a couple in Stockholm on signs on stores, and we drove back. I think it was a restaurant, the one yeah. we saw today. Um, and my uh, partner Glenn and I just got a dog, so that's gonna that's gonna change our lives, I'm sure. He's an adorable little dog that we're learning how to take care of. And, um, you know, relax. Yeah. <laughs> Watch a lot of TV and movies. Well, like TV and, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, there was another question. Yeah, there's a... Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah I don't think you've slightly touched on this already. Um, the role-playing games, like, kind of, like, gateway drugging to look at, yeah. when you're first exposed to, I think it's called Children of the People. Yeah, yeah. sure. A white depressing age. Um, but is that something you ever think about talking about as like an offshoot for the podcast as a one-off to talk about all that kind of theory and influence, not just the role-playing game, but all, you know, how look that kind of pops up in unexpected places? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, so the question was, uh... Uh, I'll try and be a little concise about it. It was just talking about how Lovecraft inspired all of these other uh, things, like the role-playing game and music. There's a lot of music that's Lovecraft-inspired, and just the, we, I mean, we touch about uh, touch upon this a little bit in the show every once in a while. But he asked about devoting a whole episode to it. Yeah, of course. I mean, we could, but but you guys, but Paul and Chris have a show called News from Dakotas where you do cover those kinds. Of yeah, things, and right? Paul Paul's show is specifically the Yarnsonfeld show is about. The Call of Cthulhu role playing game and role playing and other Lovecraft things, but that's really where it stemmed from, right, Paul? That's right. So if you want to know about that stuff, but uh, for me, yeah, that was my gateway drug to Lovecraft. I played the role playing game. I remember my friend, I think I told the story, Jason Woodburn said, Hey, you like Dungeons and Dragons? Play this game. And I'm like, Call of what? And he goes, Yeah, you play investigators in the 1920s. <laughs> Sounds fascinating. That's and now look at it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I know lots of people that, I mean, honestly, I think it's, it, the argument has been made that part of Lovecraft's popularity is from the role-playing game. That I think it, his, you know, the popularity that came to him after about 1982, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. Absolutely. And I was in a crappy garage band, and we played songs about vampires and werewolves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And then you had us over to play Call of Cthulhu, and suddenly all our songs were about snake men and, yeah. and tentacles. Tentacles and all Speaking that of which, I was talking to these guys earlier about how you used to put on a snake man costume and dance for us. They wanted to know if you were in the band. I was like, no, but he was a go-go dancer. <laughs> which is true. It, it, is, it is true. I... When I went to school, I went to school in Pittsburgh at the Art Institute, and I studied special makeup effects. So I had developed this pros prosthetic that was a lizard man prosthetic, and... Oh, I'm sorry, I said snake man. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Reptilian. It looked kind of like V. You know, it looked like one yeah. of the V faces. It was cool. Uh, and 
I just had I had this prosthetic sitting around, and they're like, hey, you should you should you know get kind of do a, a dance or whatever. Yeah, we weren't very good, so we needed things like that to yeah. distract the audience. So I had a, like a black cowl. I had this prosthetic on my face. It was just a facial prosthetic, so I didn't have like a whole head or anything. So I wore this cowl over the rest of my face, so you can just or head, so you can just see my face. Mm. And then you guys, well, you can't just dance. So you've got oh, that's right. We, we had a big, this, a big steel drum that you would have gasoline or or something in it. It was empty. And I had metal pipes, so I came out and just smashed, smashed on these. I'm not a drummer. Yeah. No, not at all. I'm just a dude. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'm just a dude wearing a snake man <laughs> So, yeah, I did that for, for uh, a few shows. And then I kind of evolved into, I was a disco zombie. Disco zombie. Yeah. Yeah. This is before zombies, the zombie craze really took off. Yeah, too. But well after disco. Yes. <laughs> In fact, I think part of that song was about how disco was undead. Disco's undead. Yeah. That was our premise. Wow, that's yeah. Yeah, that's very clever. That's why we sold no records. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something. But that was a good mythos related act. Yeah. Lost to the ages. Uh, anything else, guys? Oh gosh, I, yeah. I didn't expect to go this long. I mean, thanks so much for uh, for staying with us. And yeah. Um, just last, before we uh, get done here, if you're interested, please pick up one of those posters. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and, and the, help support us and, and deal with all this stuff. We'll, we'll sign them, we'll hang out and sign those posters uh, if, if, if you buy one. Yeah. And uh, afterwards, we're gonna, we have to pack up the stuff, Chad and I, and mm -hmm. get it all out into the car, but then we're all heading over to the Fab Cafe. Yeah. They're on the table back there. We've got little maps that show you how to get from here to the Fab Cafe if you don't know where it is. Now, there's this, some, is, this is walking distance, right? Walking distance, walk, yeah, you walk there. Uh, it's kind of a sci-fi themed bar uh, place. It's really cool, and we're just gonna hang out there. So if you wanna just hang out with us, I'll bring along some of the sanity stuff, and if people wanna come to the Fab Cafe, maybe we can uh, Absolutely. We'll test, some, test yeah. people's sanity there at the Fab Cafe. Yeah, we'll do some sanity testing. And just get a chance to just chat with you guys on, you know, one-on-one -on -one a little bit, because, I mean, Wow! You're, yeah, yeah, here we all are. So we're full of people that like the show. That's awesome. That's it. Agreed. Okay. All right. So well, thanks, everybody. Uh, uh, with that, wait, I want to thank Corin Zero. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> from, no, want, no, no, no. I want to thank Corin from Side Zero. Great job. Wonderful. Yes, thank you. And I want to thank Paul and the internet. Yes, thank you. I especially want to thank Paul. Thank you, Lehman, for taking uh, this time from his busy trip to come to Leeds yeah, and come with me and do the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Rachel, and, and thank you, Heather, for all of your support and Heather for doing the show tag in the beginning. Really appreciated that. And with that, I am Chris Lackey. I'm Chad Pfeiffer. And this has been the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast. At hppodcraft.com. Now we've been quiet for about 10 minutes. hppodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. And that concludes our coverage of the Live and Lead show from April 4th. 
I want to thank Corn Zero of Zeitgeist Zero for all of his music and hard work. I also want to thank Paul McLean of YogSothoff.com for him rocking the internet for us. Also, Andrew Lehman for making his way to Merry Old England, and uh, I'll thank Chad Pfeiffer for just being a cool guy. Yeah, why not? Also, uh, those posters that we said were only available at the show, well, that wasn't true. We, we've, we actually have got some, some of them left over. So if you're interested in having one of these rad, special, unique posters, just send us an email, um, which you can find on our contact page at our website. We'll be back in a couple weeks. Uh, we're taking some time off to get some stuff set up to have one last big push to finish up all of Lovecraft's stuff. So uh, we're going to be working hard over the next few months here. Uh, but we're going to be back with a triple feature. Never done that before, I think. And the three will be the last of the Barlow stories that HBL did with him. And one last thank you to the entire audience at our Live and Lead show for making that experience totally amazing. We had a great time over at the Fab Cafe afterwards, and I want to thank the Traveling Man for hosting the show. Uh, it's a great comic book store. You can go to their stores in Newcastle, Manchester, Leeds, and York. Speaking of which, I'm going to be up in Newcastle this weekend signing the Lovecraft Anthology Volume 2 on Saturday the 28th. I'll be there at 1, and at 3, I'll give a talk about adapting Lovecraft, which has been, uh, so far, successful. People seem to enjoy it. So if you're anywhere in the Newcastle area, please come on up or down to Newcastle and come see me. It'd be great. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey, and you've been listening to the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast at hppodcraft.com. hppodcraft.com.